Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey there, I'm just like a legal procedure as always in general. I'm going to do more. You can find legal procedure through iTunes or also Spreaker.com. Just search the procedure. I'll post a link on Twitter as always. Jay, how was your weekend? Oh, it was one about as, about as well as it could go. Um, how was yours? I went. I made a mistake. I didn't make the mistake. I planned on it and to drink a bit, but. The wife has a high school reunion deal, and I told myself I was going to make it through it. I was going to have to drink. And so I did in, indeed drink and ended up drinking way more than uh, I intended to. And kind of had a rough Sunday. <laughs> had to recuperate. Ended up the wife basically telling me to go sit in the car. But uh, it was still a good time. And besides that, I watched a lot of football. Yeah, that's that's basically all I did from Thursday night to through last night. So, yeah, I've been waiting on it a long time, so honestly I cannot complain at all. I guess we'll start with the clean, cleanest news, I guess, is how's the gross being lost the year. Apparently it's an ongoing issue. Kind of been the thing with him because he is so small. I mean, I think he's weighed in at 230 kind of been banged up, had to have all-season surgeries every year. Issue with his neck, not sure exactly what's going on. Apparently it's been ongoing. Got to where he can't handle it, got worse and worse. Sounders, if a successful surgery, it sounds like he could be back. Doesn't seem like a guarantee he's going to redshirt. It's a loss in a sense there's death there. But a guy that has his twitch, even though against some power run teams, it won't really be a big loss like an LSU or Alabama to a certain extent besides maybe a certain place. But they don't really have another guy like him. It's a, it's a big loss that it kind of explains more why, which was kind of already the, the extent of it, even more now while the, the freshman Ross played out for the year, and that's, that's a big blow in, in, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's tough to put the head out and uh, hoping come back next year. Uh, you know, he'll have that red shirt. But um, I mean, I agree. It's it's tough to lose a guy that has the twitch, the, the quick twitch, and get into the get into the line like he can. Um, really hate to see it. But um, you know, I mean, it's, it's obviously better. I mean, if he knows he can't handle it, then it's better to tell somebody now than. Go until he and try to play through it and not be effective. So, um, and I think we, I think Ole Miss will miss him during. And, and like you said, against the power running teams, it's, it's not that big of a loss because just how the style of play. But playing Auburn or somebody of that nature, you or Texas A&M may may miss him more than really more than you'd realize. Yeah, I think so. We I guess we won't bury the leaders. We'll talk about the game soon. There's a few things to talk about throughout the game, but we kind of one is expected. I guess we talked a big story in Tunnelsville, and I kind of got a lot of thoughts about it. I guess get your opinion first. I just I think Ole Miss administration in general, not just you, Freeze, because I got the more I hear, the more my opinion really changes on the situation of how Ross and Freeze is handling it. But this administration as a whole is really, to me, bungling this whole situation. Uh, so what would you what would you do differently? Well, how they're handling it makes them seem guilty, in my opinion. I mean, I, I, would, right? I, I don't disagree with that, by the way. It makes them totally look guilty. And 
to me, if it's me, it's been proven it's how you handle an NCAA. So you're you're going to call Cam Newton on this. Yes. And from all my all accounts from how I understand it, that was the plan by Hugh Freeze and Ross Bjork. There were some higher ups that decided to take a different approach. I mean it wasn't like Hugh Freeze was changed his mind from three weeks ago that he was playing to there. It was a higher-up decision, even above Ross Gort's head. From, and from what I'm hearing, and it's coming from enough people, I, I believe it to be true. Well, that's a, I mean, it's hard not to say that there there could be some something to it if it's coming up from higher-up people than, than him. Um, and I'm not saying anything was done wrong, but it does make you... It does, it does give off the guilty feeling to it. Here's my point on it, and this is why I think it's getting bungled too much. Here's several things here. First, vacating wins don't matter. When if if they, if they indeed do get something does come up, wins are already getting took away. He's played for two seasons now. Okay, this we'll go on. They said behind this, they feel they've done their due diligence and everything else, and they had, Freezes gave a speech about how they've, they've done things right. If that's true, one, if you, you didn't cheat, you know you didn't cheat. You give the middle finger to the NCAA, say so you've been searching for this for three years now. It is show proof or planning. Pretty much the same thing if you did cheat because you know either that you've got it where it can't be can't be proven or it can. Because all these people say, all these you know state fans and everybody else saying Miller stole the beans. It don't matter if if Lindsey Miller seen a million dollars, a thousand dollars, eighteen cars. It doesn't matter what he's seen. I mean, he could have seen everything impermissible. To, I mean, in this world, I mean. That doesn't matter. It really doesn't. And I try to explain it to somebody, and they thought I was crazy. Well, he's seen it. No, that doesn't matter if he's seen it. It's what can be proven. And they don't have to paint a foul. You go, old Cam, you, you totally lost. It's been shown and proven, not just by Cam Newton, by anybody. I mean, they admitted their, he admitted to sales. Cam Newton's dad admitted to shopping his son around. Nothing was done. You lawyer up. You tell them to prove, prove it. If they can't, you keep playing him. And from my understanding for Toss Brown, this is it coming from what just happened over summer? Did this respite the NCAA's interest with the Lindsey Miller stuff? Yes. I don't totally know what's going on. No one really does totally know what's going on. But this almost has A little brother feel to me with how some higher ups that they're in. I think it also hurts not having the chancellor right now. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely see where that could be a problem. Uh, I think there are, I know a name, I don't put it out there. There's a certain person at Ole Miss that has some pull right now because there's not a chancellor. There's been feelings for a while that he wants to get a job at NCAA. There is also another person that is wanting to get a chancellor job. That so-called that has some pull right now that doesn't want to, but his NCAA. It feels like a little bit of little brother, and not little brother like the state, but you can say this. You can admit this. Ole Miss hasn't been athletically top tier in the SEC. They've been little packish. Sometimes bad, sometimes good. Some, you know, they yeah, haven't been. They've been middle yeah. road. And if they didn't expect since Ross, really Ross has been hired, there's been a lot of changes. Ole Miss through pretty much all sports. You can see changing that upper tier. And you could expect some pushback. You know, there's going to be other schools that won't you go back to where you were because that just – people talk about the West being harder. The West is harder because they've added Texas A&M. 
and Mississippi State and Ole Miss is up there playing. Well, I mean, playing well yeah, they're not they're not pushovers like they were throughout the whole 2000s, basically. Yes, for give or take a year or two here or there. Right. I mean, you got like 03 for Ole Miss and maybe like 2000 or whatever for State. I mean, other than a year or so, the, the top, the better teams in the West didn't have any problems beating them. It, it was just kind of an easy win. And so you can uh, expect some pushback. This seems to me, and this is listening to multiple people, other podcasts, people that cover school, and talking to people around on this, it seems to me to be from higher-ups. I don't want to say it in guilt, but we won't play maybe, or we'll agree to do this if y'all just accept that as punishment. Will y'all please go away if we do this? But the NCAA is not agreeing to go away, so they're just hoping. I guess thinking if we do this, it's showing a hand of good faith. Well, I don't, I don't know what they're but, doing, but if it, it, but, it, go ahead. But eventually, and it really starts this week. UT Martin, whatever. But you want him to get live reps this week, or you're hurting your team. You can't expect him. I mean, you saw the client trouble. Like he had Russ. He admitted they had Russ. He admitted they just, you know, he felt like he's 100 percent, and he had practice, but there was no tackling. And he said live reps in the game, and even though it's because UT Martin is totally different in practice. He had rushed. I fully expect, as good as he is, Thompson will have rushed. You want him to get live reps against Fresno State or you're hurting the team. Eventually, you've got to either tell the NCAA, because they've been digging around this off and on for three years now, two and a half, three years, however long it is, either show what you got or play any. That's my opinion. And to me, just based on how the NCAA has operated, I, I just if, – if it was me, there is no way that I would not play him against Alabama. Well, there's no way I wouldn't apply. In my opinion, I would have played him last. I would have played him against UT Martin. Well, yeah, yes. But I'm saying if I was them now, I, mean, I know they're sitting him out, whatever. But just The how, longer they hold him out, the more guilty they look. Right. And, and as much as they built up this year, and he's not – he's this I mean, innocent or guilty, they're all gone after this year. Uh, I just – they've been building building toward this year. Just I don't see how you can – how they – and especially when the head coach, everybody involved has claimed innocence on this, I don't see how you don't sue him up. Because you, you're effectively saying we, we're, we're succeeding. It, I, I mean, I don't think I'm the only one that thinks – that they're gonna that Ole Miss doesn't win that game without Larry Tunsil. Oh, I don't think so either. I, I, there's so much here. I think just getting. I don't think Hugh Freeze says what he's been saying. I don't think Ross Bjork has said some of the things he said. I don't. From how I understand it, he just in most likely scenarios, he Freeze and. Ross Bjork didn't was planning on playing Laramie Tunstall until Thursday night when they got told. They're starting rumors coming out. I got a text. It was late Friday night. I didn't see the text till Saturday morning. That it's good possibility Tunstall won't play. I mean, I just I don't. This is everything that they've done since then. I mean, I know Freeze yeah. didn't make this decision, but it's gone literally against every their whole stance really since February of 13th. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm another pick precautionary, and from every everywhere you hear people cover on this, if you talk to everyone, says the NCAA has not said he can't play. I don't understand what they're doing no uh, this isn't the first time 
And it's it's the first time since since Ross has been an athletics director that we completely don't know what the department is doing. And, and not saying it's his fault, as you said, it's, you heard it was coming from higher ups. But uh, this Freeze is one of those. That his, hmm. Freeze has said that this is an institution. Take care of his matter. It's not part of this matter. First of all, I, I know he's a part of it. He's in the know. But I think that's his what, t- way of doing two things. That's a way of not answering questions, follow her on about the council situation, and that's a way of him saying, this wasn't my decision. I would I would totally agree with both of those. I, I, um, I, yes, he knows about it. I mean, for him to say he doesn't know anything about it is not true. It's just flat out. But uh, I, I don't believe that it was his decision not to play him because I – just you can just tell based off everything that Hugh Freeze has said about Larry McDonald since the day he signed, he would be playing. He got asked multiple times if the game started today. Over the past what four months up until there, he got asked if the game started ever since pretty much the Miller situation. He got asked if the game was the day when would Tunsil start, and every time he answered. With some type of form, maybe not this back word, but absolutely. Yes, I heard those interviews. He he said he would be starting. He said definitely or whatever. Some shape of the word, basically the same thing. Absolutely. That's why the game started. It's it's fascinating in the sense. It's it's aggravating in a lot of senses. Yes, because if I understand Ole Miss itself, there's bits and pieces coming out from different people, but a lot of them's not talking. And there's so much going on. The only thing I guess I could, I don't say who, but it's the same guy that I always there's a sense around the athletic department that there will be something known by the end of the week. A sense. I don't know how much good that sense is. I guess that's kind of going around that they feel they would get told something by the NCAA sometime this week. Well, that'd be nice. <laughs> is that this week before the game, this week after the game? I, I don't know. Probably uh, probably Saturday night. Yeah, something. Which is probably. I, I don't know. It's, now, better than, it's better than nothing. Oh, yeah. I mean... I mean, even if he's rusty, you want a rust, rusty Tunzo out against in Tuscaloosa than anybody else. That's true. <laughs> okay. Second thing. This is where I do have a problem with freezing how he's handling this. In a small sense of having DK a pack, package, Devontae Kincaid, I get it to a sense. But this three quarterbacks thing and him playing three guys, I don't get it. What is he doing? Because honest answer here, you watch the game Saturday. No, no, everybody bad. No, 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 none of them played bad. K did some things. Buchanan did some things. But play calling alone and performance. Chad Kelly's by far the best quarterback. By far. No, I, I, I 100% agree. If you watch, if anybody watched that game, there was no doubt who the, better, who the best quarterback was. Let's take the first pass he completed. Pro two-lane game. Bo Wallace might have completed that throw, but it would have been a lot closer throw with the defender getting there, and it would have been a struggle. It took a long for the ball to get there. He don't only, he didn't only get it there and get the timing on there. What's, what I see is he's throwing decently hard throws 
he's not having to put the air, a lot of air on the ball for it to get there, which means he's getting there quickly. But Wallace isn't making that type of throw last year. The other two guys can't make that type of throw that he, he made with that, that outplay or the play to pack or, or anything like that. DK has the arm strength, but he doesn't have the touch to do that or a finesse to do that type of thing. He's by far, in my opinion. Ryan and Kincaid did what I thought they would do. They showed that they could probably lead this team to be an eight. Maybe maybe if things go right, nine-win team, they'll be able to move the offense on. They, pretty much what they've had the last two years, they, had, they still just wouldn't have Kincaid would, but it'd be more erratic, I guess you'd say, but you'd have more problem with him being accurate in the intermediate routes. Have the deep ball threat like to do but with Kelly. Yeah, Kelly Kelly made some throws that the other two guys just can't make, and you talked about it. And, uh, I, I don't really care what defense. Who, I know they're playing UT Martin, but just you can just tell by his deep ball and the way he threw it, it it's not going to be available with the other two, and it wasn't available with Bowen. Um, I think if you ask most people, they they'd say that was the, the the part of the offense that probably could have freed up a lot more stuff because, but the deep ball wasn't ever an option. So, um, my point yeah, again, why is he playing this game? I think it's I really just based off the first week. I think it's just out of. He, he's, I don't know why he's doing it, but I don't think it's really fooling anybody because, again, we are definitely the untrained eye when it comes to football. And not to say we hadn't watched a bunch of it, but we're no coaches. And it was very clear to us who the who the better quarterback was. So I don't really know why he's doing it, but there's no there's really no question who's, who's getting the snaps in Tuscaloosa. I, I don't. I mean, yeah, Kincaid may come in for a series or two or a package, but Buchanan isn't taking away the snaps. Um, and that's nothing against him. He did he did fine against UT Martin, but their chance to win is with Kelly at quarterback. And we didn't, nobody really saw much of practice, but, I mean, really it was that obvious in the game. So here, here's my thing on it. It's one or two. It's two things. It could be. Is it? Which one of my things kind of foolish? You're you're not fooling anybody. If you listen to people around the program, the team knows who the starting quarterback is. They've been t- the other two players have been told who the starting quarterback is. So you're not fooling any of them. And you're probably not really. I mean, I listened to an interview from UT Martin coach. They also that's preparing for Kelly. They thought Kelly was the best quarterback. It would be giving Alabama a lot more stuff to look on film. I guess they have to look at more film. Or two, he's trying to preserve some hurt feelings. I think that I has more to do with it. I, I really think that has more to do with it because if UT Martin and, and not taking a shot at them, but if, if they know if they knew who to prepare for, do you not think Stephen knows who to prepare for? Did it, oh, yeah. Saban knows that Ryan Buchanan and Vontae Kincaid, they're, they're not walking into Tuscaloosa and winning that game. And if Ole Miss plans on trying to win it, they're they're putting Kelly out there. They, they're going to see the same same stuff that we did. So, and a whole lot more, really, because they'll get more out of it. So, well, I, 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 guess just, other, I guess another option would he doesn't really want to put a lot of film, which it makes sense in a way, but with Kelly being new, you want him to get as many snaps as you can. I could, I guess, trying to keep film away from Alabama on Kelly. Right. Well, you would think he'll get more snaps this weekend. You'd hope so. Yeah. He, he, I guess he'll need them. I guess before we get into some other other games, some other stuff going on that that happened. Any takeaways from the game? Anything you saw? Not, not anything in particular. I, it's hard to. The running game looked good. It's hard to say just based off who they played, but 
they they look they look good. I I like I like that they were able to get better runs right up the, in between like guard center guard. They did more of that. Uh, Wilkins looked I thought Wilkins looked good and Judd had moments and even DK Buford looked like he could be he could do something. Uh, and who knows how effective that'll be against a team like Alabama or LSU or any what Auburn whoever. But to me it looked okay. Uh again, Kelly he looked as good as I'd hoped his arm did. Um I think receiver wise they're gonna be fine. I I really you know, we we weren't sure. We thought Demarcus Lodge would play his touchdown catch. I I was impressed by it because I didn't think there was any way they were catch that they were coming down with it, and he made a play. So um, if he can just if he can help some, I I think it's beneficial. Um, overall, I I mean defensively, they they let him get down, you know, in the red zone a couple of times, but um, there was never really any threat. So I think the Overall, it's really hard to take much away negatively from a seventy-six to three win, and not really them being as vanilla as they were. But um, I think we'll get a better idea this week. I, I want to see if they have any trouble with the run. They they gave up a, a few runs against UC Martin. I want to see you know, President State has a has a good running back. I, I want to see how they do against him. But now, other than that, I thought they did really well. I I really liked how the cornerbacks played. When you get up like you do against them, it's hard to keep your intensity. And also, some people talk about the tackling, but they didn't tackle off-ball camp. This is what I took away from it. We already talked about quarterbacks. With Lodge, I think that pretty much just tells you that he freeze had a conversation with Lodge. He had to react it one way, and Van Jefferson had reacted to different. Lodge didn't want to read check, basically. That's all it comes down to. And although if he's as good as they think he is, he's probably going to be a five-year player anyway. So it's not that big a deal. And no, well, first of all, with Lodge, I don't think this is a situation where we're going to look back on it as much as we have in the past with some and say, "Man, he really should have registered." I think I think he'll be okay. I mean, some of the guys we 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 said as soon as the you know Mark Dotson was an example. We knew right away he should have redshirted. But I don't really think Lodge is in that category. Yeah. I wasn't as impressed with Judd. I was encouraged by Wilkins. He looked a little bit faster. He still has great vision. And the theming you've talked about is, and we'll see how he does against a better opponent. I mean, you talked about him and that he has great vision. He he looks about a quarter of a step slow, and if he can get that quarter of a step, he's really good. A, a big thing that I I saw different, and uh, we'll see how it helps as the year goes on. When I was kind of in that in the shotgun and in certain formations, the running back was probably about one yard to either left or right more from the quarterback, and probably about a yard and a half or so back from the quarterback. Now they got him in tight. I, it, a kind of a quicker give, don't quite take as long. We'll see how much that helps in the future. Uh, Judd, my thing with him was vision. He runs really hard, and you like that. He runs extremely hard. Um, he's pretty much hit the hole and go. And there was times you saw where he got two or three yards, four, maybe even four, but there's a bigger hole if he just, you know, took a step to the right and hit the Instead of hitting a hole that he was supposed to hit, there's a wider hole hit to the right side. If he hit that hole, you know, he could have got six, seven, eight yards. There are several times of that. I think pretty much, and it's kind of what I expect, I think with Judd, third and two, he's going to be very a big asset. Third and one, I think that he's big guy's going to be a big asset. I think the main two guys are really going to be Wilkins and, and Walt when it comes down to it. Now, I like Buford. See how he does. I think he even probably needs to lose two or three pounds, four pounds, something like that, five maybe. He looks humongous. I mean, but he did play defense. So he was getting him ready to play linebacker. 
he seems to keep most of his speed. He doesn't look as fast as he was in high school. Of course, you know, he's put on like 30, 30 pounds and that doesn't make you lose some speed. So, but there's some promise there. Besides that, you know, it's pretty much what you expected. I mean, I think defense was there. It was against UT Martin. I like what I think is uh, the freshman Ross done. Besides that, it was everything you kind of expected. And you're, it's good to see. I know, I know the opponent. He kind of has to put that with everything, but it's good to see Patterson have a, have a good day. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It, it, especially first game. I don't think you really had any middle errors. That's that's good to see. I thought, besides one play, I thought um, Sean Rollins had a good day. Yeah, I, I did too. And then that's the thing we may look back on later and be glad that not glad, but it may have been beneficial that that Rod had to say that he didn't play and uh that Tunzel was I mean I, I, I trust me, I'd rather him bet out there, but just that he didn't play and get and get these guys and you know, O'Rollins even Patterson for sure starting and just I, I get getting all the playing time. I, I think they really needed it. Uh, you're, you're probably going to be relying on those guys quite a bit. It's, I mean, Patterson obviously, but Rollins, you will because there's going to be injuries. There seems to always be. So I, I was. It was good to see those guys um, be able to get some work. And, and yeah, Rollins. Other than the one play, I, I do remember that play you're talking about. Uh, I, I thought he did pretty well too. I guess. I guess some hot takes, every reaction, other games. Kind of, what was your thoughts? Um, I think really everything went about like I expected it to. I didn't. Um, I guess the one surprise that you could say I had was how how much uh, Texas A&M beat Arizona State. Didn't didn't see that coming as far as. I wasn't surprised A&M won, but the fact that they ran away with it in the fourth quarter and won by three touchdowns, um, I found that really surprising. And not and not that they won, but the fact that how they played defensively from game one. And I, and it's not saying that'll have to be the case all year, but they really limited Arizona State. And regardless of what you think about an Arizona State, their offense usually does pretty well. They may not win them all, but they usually put up yards and a lot more points than 17. So, um, I don't want to take too much from one game. We kind of found that out with them beating South Carolina last year in game one. But um, I was really impressed with them. But other than that, I think things really, to me, went the script. Well, I guess we start out with hate first. Tennessee really didn't look that good. And if I might even go buy a shirt or order a shirt, it's all Boomer Sooners for me this week. That's the most game I want to watch. I'm I'm so ready for Tennessee to go down. I have some Tennessee friends and they're back, and they made some excuses up by why their passing game looked so bad against Bowling Green. It was kind of a, I guess, struggle first half, semish, but. They looked really good on running the ball. Dobbs looked okay, but their defense looked pretty bad for the most part. And I'm going all Boomer soon this weekend. I have to beat the crap out of them. Yeah, I don't. So tired of hearing balls are back. I'm so tired of hearing balls are back. I don't. I don't, partic- I don't particularly want it to be close either. Uh, and I, I really don't see a what. I don't think Tennessee wins this game. Um, I'm not saying it would be I fairly. Want Bob. I want old school Bob to run it up. I want him to beat them seventy six to three. Yeah, A and M. That was a that was a rough one. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think if they can do it, I think you will. Now, I, I I think it could be pretty close, but I don't. I just don't see a scenario where Tennessee wins the game. I mean, it may happen, but I'll be pretty surprised if they do. I, um. I mean, Tennessee's a good team, but they're not—they're not back 
in the sense of they're how seven and five the defense. Is, they're seven and they're, five. They're, yeah, they're they're deep. They're well. I don't care what excuses you you can't. I, I mean, I saw a good bit of that game, and Bowling Green they get the ball and throw two or three deep passes and be down scoring a touchdown and, and within three plays. I, they they weren't really doing much to impress me as far as that goes. Um, and just got You can't give up thirty to, to to Bowling Green opening game like that and expect good things to be said, really good things to be thought. Uh, this is a Bowling Green's one of the easier teams they'll play. I, I just they're going to have to improve a lot for them to be anywhere close to back. There's not a team, not a fan base. There's Tennessee. I swear to everybody, they're one of the top blue bloods out there. Whatever the hell they want, that means the top tier programs. That's done less in their time. In their glory years, they really didn't do much. They never beat Florida. Uh, and I will say, in fairness, they, they might be they might be the most disliked team that almost in the East uh, to me. In fairness to them, they're ranking up there. I think they could. I think they could be good enough to beat most of the teams in the East. I'm not saying that puts them back among the elite in the conference, but, I mean, other than Georgia, there's not really anybody else you look at and it's like, they can't beat them. That, that's my opinion. I, I I didn't get to watch much of them in the first game, but I don't I think, think they can move Missouri. Hey, I think they could. I'm not saying they will. I don't think they can. I think they lose every game. Well, did you see anything from me? I mean, you know they, you know they can beat Florida. I'm not saying they ever do, but they can beat Florida. And I hope they don't. Well, I'm. I, I, I got hate in my heart for them. Okay. Well, realistically, they can beat Florida. I don't want them to beat Florida either. Uh, oh. Kentucky didn't really do anything impressive this weekend. Not they. Tried to, really they tried to give the game. They tried to give the game away. They they were beating them so bad, and they tried. Uh, Vanderbilt is just they're on a whole other level. I don't really know where any wins are going to come from. I have them. I I, I firmly hold to my one and eleven preseason prediction on them. They're 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 not the baddest team I've seen though. I've seen worse. Would you care to elaborate? Penn State. Well, (laughs) Penn State State might have the worst line. Did you see see the – I saw it Saturday. It was during the game. Did you see what their former left tackle said? No. Okay. So this was going on during the game because I was sitting at Buffalo Wild Wings after the Ole Miss game, and and this was – I mean, Penn State was – on one of the TVs playing. This apparently happened during the game. They they had a left tackle that they, that entered the draft early this past year. So he's in the, he's on a he's on the team somewhere. And one of the fans tweeted at him from Penn State while they were getting sacked five hundred times and said, "Why did you leave us?" And he said, "He bas- I don't remember word for word. It's only three or four words, but he basically said, uh, "I saw this coming. This this game is the reason. Or right, you you're you're seeing the reason." That's awful. I mean, he just tweeted the fan back and said, you're seeing why. <laughs> so, quick thoughts. State, Southern Miss. My thought is that uh, hey, it's hard to come on here as, an, as a guy that obviously has been an Ole Miss fan and, and say that they talk about State and not seeing homers, but uh, they just really didn't. I mean, as, as vanilla as State played in the first half, because I, I really don't believe they play vanilla in the second half. Um, they just either Southern is a better team than people thought, or or people were right about State. I don't. I mean, I, State's gonna have to play a lot better to, to win eight games like I said they would, and that's really all I can say about it. That. Uh, this is me being what I see with them, and this is pretty much, of course, a, a state fan asked me what I thought about the team, and 
he reacted like I expect him to react. I said this before the season. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I think State's a little less talented as a whole. I said with a little bit worse offensive line. And I said the secondary is still a major problem. And that's what it proved to be. The offensive line is a little worse, mainly the left tackle. The secondary is still a question. I know they went on and on about Will Redmond. Will Redmond is a good cover corner. He cannot tackle. He sucks at tackling. And everybody's Tell him, he, tell him he's not bad. Tell me he didn't no, play. No, he's not bad, he bad, and he didn't play. And that will help when he comes back to a certain extent. It will, but you can't – I mean, they're going to need You're not fixing that. They can't play those two guys every snap of every game. You have and to have Calhoun other guys Calhoun is not great. He's okay. He's a guy that's okay at everything, but he's not great at anything. He's really and, good at suplexing people. Yeah, and <laughs> and their safety is where I thought they'd be. I mean, I, I told you I didn't think Market was. I, to me, he's a sub. He's a a guy that comes in and gives you a series here, a series there in a game. He's not a starting safety in the, in the SEC. It's just not. I mean, I know state fans love him and will swear by him, but he, to me, and, and never has been, been a guy that, can, you know, he can come in and give you a series here and give you a series, you know, four to five, 20 snaps a game, you know, 15 snaps a game. He can give you that. 40 to 50 snaps a game, he cannot give you that and be and be able to not hurt your team. So they're what I thought there was, a little bit less talented overall. Some of that's youth because they they, they lose a lot of players. Some of it's just it's talent, but they're inexperienced, which in, in turn makes you not as good a team. So they're not quite as good as they were last year. And nothing's changed on offensive, on, on secondary, and their offensive line's a little bit worse. Now I will say this. What makes state offenses go is Dak's ability to run. And I truly believe they told him do not run. That that is one hundred percent. You could tell the way they you could tell the in way the first they ran off in the first half. Now the second half, that's why I that's why I don't think they they hit you know, play vanilla calls. And I said this last year, I think it's gonna be the same thing this year. Teams that contain Dak and don't He's going to get some runs when he's able to run at will. He's going to get a few runs here and there. You can't let him have a huge run. But teams like what Ole Miss and Alabama done last year, the teams that contain him, make him throw out the pocket because he is not consistently consistent out the pocket, will beat them. He can make some throws, but he's not going to do it all game. Yeah, he will make some throws, but he's going to do some of the stuff that he done last year. And and this game gets on a miss. He's going to miss some throws that he shouldn't really miss. I mean, he saw it several times. That went high. And his little dunk past the running back. He's going to miss some passes sometimes when he really shouldn't. Now, everybody misses passes sometimes. It just happens. But he's going to, when he's having to sit in the pocket constantly and being rushed, that's when he misses those passes the most. You saw it last year. It's the same thing this year. Now, yeah, I went, and even after the game happened, I, I said that was what I said. Was, what's wrong with State? Of course, State fan went crazy again. Of course, there's also a bunch of Ole Miss fans mad at me right now because what I'm saying about he freeze and the administration bungling this situation. There's plenty of Ole Miss people that are got complete blinders on there and outrage. I've already got a few DMs about this stuff. But to me, you just can't, as far as Ole Miss fans go, a real, and it, this is with any fan base, you can't, I, I don't I don't understand the, and I've seen it on Twitter quite a bit, that you can't criticize the administration. You can't criticize anything or you're not, you're not all in or whatever the your catchphrase is. I I don't understand that. To me, to me, if you see something and you question it, then you, you can question it without your fanhood being taken away or something. Our question. Oh, right. and I'm sure he listen. I think he listens to our podcast. I really do think he's a good guy. 
but he is total blinders and they can do no wrong. I'm sure he will block me on Twitter again and tell me he's never listened to the show again after today because he's already kind of he's already sent me a direct message and uh, about this today. But in a week or two, he will unblock me and follow I mean, me again. I mean, what what do you say about it? I mean, what what can you honestly say about this? How does it look when Tunzel went and playing? How, based off everything that's been said before, how does I mean? How else can this look? That that's my question for anybody. Those that has people want everybody to think this is this is what's best for the school. This is what's you know we have. But they to would be one hundred. They we, were one hundred percent behind. We friends. don't. These are the same people that said we don't, he, he said Ole Miss doesn't cheat at all, that their school doesn't cheat. That's the type of people these are. Well, I'm sorry, but if you ain't cheating, you ain't winning. That's right. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, it's, it's just that simple. <laughs> Next time I want to talk about how bad is Texas falling, and I love it. Well, I like it, but I don't like you know, it at the expense of Notre Dame. But well, I don't care. I don't, Notre Dame. I don't like. I don't. Yeah, I don't like Notre Dame. Well, well, you know they've already fired. I don't guess they technically fired him yet. But they took away his play calling and pointed somebody else's play calling. Pretty much doing the same thing they did in Miami Diaz back in thirteen. Did you see the way, before we get out of here? Did you see the way Kansas lost? Kansas is awful. They're, they're awful, and they were, they were playing an SES school, like South Dakota State. Did you see how they lost? They deserve it. Look, look, they were down by a lot. They came all the way back. They were down, so they got down three. Had the ball in field goal range. We're going to spike it, you know, and attempt the game winner. Fumbled the snap on the spike. And that was the game. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Let me tell you this. If you haven't figured it out by now that Charlie Weiss is awful coach and from all accounts an awful person, <laughs> you deserve what you get. In Kansas, you hired him, so you deserve this. You deserve to go winless four years in a row because you hired him. He's one of those kind of like Kiffin, like Lane Kiffin was, where he just kept falling in the jobs, and nobody could figure out why he was still a head coach. But I mean, he's so much worse of an extreme case of that. Uh, I don't understand how Charlie Weiss, Charlie Weiss, can get head coaching jobs. Um, yeah, they don't really. You wonder how they'd ever win a game. I mean, they don't, really don't deserve to win a game. I, I, I would imagine some people think it's that about old Mister Higher Nut. But, I mean. That's all Charlie's, all Weiss has done since he's been in the college ranks as a head coach. So, one one last thing. How good did you think Alabama and Coker looked? Uh, I didn't get to watch a ton of that game. I thought, me, I thought, I really think, just based on what little I saw of Coker, I think he did fine. Ain't as good as you could have hoped. Um, I still saw some on on. No, no. Wisconsin could not run the ball, and I think that's going to be a common thing throughout this year, as long as they stay healthy on the front seven. But they still were getting passes in on on Alabama. So if you're yeah, if you're one this, of those, this, this is my thing. This is my thing with Alabama. Their offensive line is okay. It's not. They will probably get better. It's okay. Uh, Robinson's a stellar kind of like Tunsil. Henry looked a lot better than he did last year. I mean, Drake looked really good. Coker was not spectacular. He's kind of, in years past, what you expect of a, a guy that didn't make mistakes, really, blah, 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 and all this, of a quarterback. Now, well, he'll see better defense than everything else. Now, Alabama front seven, oh, my gosh. But, again, their secondary, again, is a question. That's another point why you have to have Chuck Hill as a guy because if you want to be Alabama, you're going to have to throw it on him. That's what Chuck Hill does. Yeah, because we all know Ole Miss is not beating them in the ground game. It doesn't really matter how much better they've gotten. They're going to have to you beat have, them. You have I mean, to I'm not saying you can't run some, but you, you're not going to beat them. Off. You're going to beat them 
just like he did last year in the air. Um, not saying just worry about and throw it every play, but they have to have that that weapon available, and Kelly's the one that can do it. Uh, to me, that that's a that's your that's your best shot at winning the game, or really your only shot at winning the game is Kelly out there. You had the shot at you know had the threat of the of the deep ball, and maybe that'll back some people up a little bit, and you can yeah, get a few yards rushing. Well, also, uh, just to let you know, if me and you went to Vegas last week, we'd probably be selling some stuff right now if we took our picks and actually put money on because it was awful. Yeah, I'm not good at Vegas. I, I mean, it will really... It was, uh, I, you was 5 for 12 and I was 4 for 12. That's solid, right? Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> Almost 500. Hey, hey, but so, I was putting all my money, and I was putting like a dollar on the other on 11 of the games, and I was putting all my money on Vanderbilt and Western Kentucky, so I think I came out ahead. But you lost all that money. I was, well, 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 well. I, no, that's not on the minus two. Now, when it was. Yes, you did. You know, no, no, no. I said I wouldn't have put all my money Vegas. on. Oh. I would have put it if we had the first, you know, when it, when it started, when Vandy was like minus 17. I would have put all my money on that. Now, the minus two of Western Kentucky, I would not have. Uh, no. And and I hit this, and I called this game, and I hit it just right. And it was a game that we didn't get to get to because we ran out of time. The Michigan-Utah game, you know, I know that that uh, Colby really liked that game for Michigan. But I thought it was just about right. I thought that it did. And we I got that game. We get we, we, last one that we never got to. I just went over with Kobe. We never actually did the game ourselves because I was just picking some SEC teams mainly. That was a good one. And another game that I thought was a gimme was the Notre Dame, and we didn't we didn't get it either. The Notre Dame and Texas game. No, how much were they favored by? They favored by ten, and I thought that was yeah. funny all day. Now, now look, this I we may talk. We may have another show this week. I I don't know what we're doing, but. Uh, the, the, I think it's gone up since then. You can go figure. But the opening line, the, the one where me and you should go to Vegas and legitimately put everything we own on is the opening line of Georgia minus 17 against Vanderbilt. Yes. I mean, everything. We'll get, we we'll just, get our pits in. If we don't do another pod this week, we'll get our pits in their way. But, yeah, that should be it. And also the opening line for Ole Miss. It op- it's like 28 and a half now. The opening line was 20. Yeah, you, you got to feel like yeah, they're going to cover I mean, Yes. And when it starts getting 28, I think it's actually 28 and a half right now. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not I, touching I, that, but 20 has to look. I wouldn't touch that. All right, until then, we'll be back. Maybe the next time we talk, we know something about what's going on with Tulsa. I'm sure we'll be sure and have another one if something happens with Tulsa. And if it... It does the play this week. It gets even all the more interesting and more speculation will even come and Ole Miss will even look more guilty. Until then, everybody have a safe week. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus.